I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewes.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the one-page article I wrote and published on my blog, Kol Hasridim, on July 18th, 2022, which is the day after we observed the fast of the 17th of Tammuz. And the article is entitled, The Role of Episodic Memory in the Three Weeks and Tisha B'Av. First, a disclaimer. Although this is technically a one-page article, I reference a bunch of other articles I've written. Ordinarily, I wouldn't rely on the reader's familiarity with my previous content, nor would I expect them to read it. However, the goal of this article is to capture where my mind is at going into the three weeks. Since I find myself picking up where I left off last year, I have no choice but to reference these past ideas. We have commenced the three weeks of mourning during which we reflect on the national flaws that led to the destruction of the two temples and our present exile. Last summer, I wrote a one-page article about how the three weeks, the nine days, and Tisha B'Av are designed to induce metaphysical trauma on a national level. I wrote another one-page article about how such trauma is necessary for national Teshuvah. I wrote a third one-page article explaining how the Tisha B'Av liturgy is designed to facilitate this type of Teshuvah from trauma. I concluded by stressing the importance of allowing ourselves to really feel the unpleasant emotions awakened by our reading of Eicha and the Kinos in order to tap into the trauma, which will awaken our hearts and open the paths of Teshuva, as the Ramam says in the Laws of Fast 5.1. This year, I believe I have found a new way to induce the aforementioned trauma. This past week, I wrote an overview of EFT, episodic future thinking, and a follow-up article on how this technique can be integra- integrated with halakha. Towards the end of chapter 2 of Imaginable, pages 37 through 38, Jane McGonigal introduces the following thought experiment. Quote, I want you to try to uh, one more time travel experiment with me. Imagination works both ways in time. So let's take a 10-year trip in the opposite direction. I want you to picture in your mind's eye a day more or less 10 years ago today. Where would you have been on a typical day? What would you have been doing? Can you picture what you might have been wearing? Who were you with? What were you excited about 10 years ago? What were you worried about? What life goal were you working towards? Or what life problem were you trying to solve? It might not be easy to recall all these details at first. Keep working at it. Like episodic future thinking, episodic memory also requires you to stretch your imagination, if only because you're retrieving memories and reactivating thought patterns you haven't used in a while. At the Institute for the Future, we call this technique looking back to look forward. It's another excellent strategy for unsticking your mind. As the historian and activist Rebecca Sloneet has written, when you don't know how much things have changed, you don't see that they're changing or that they can change. End quote. As is true of all McGonagall's exercises, the goal here is not to achieve factual accuracy, but to, quote, learn to control your imagination, end quote. By practicing episodic memory with your actual past, using your imagination to recall those lived experiences in rich detail, you will become proficient in simulating future experiences with a higher degree of realism. Halakha obligates us to practice episodic memory on at least one occasion, Pesach night. As it says in the Haggadah, in each and every generation, a person is obligated to see themselves as though they themselves left Egypt. As a source for this command, Rambam, in the Laws of Hamilton Matzah 7.6, cites the Pasuk, Devarim 5.14, you shall remember that you were a slave. In other words, we are commanded to remember events that didn't actually happen to us as if we lived through them. The intellectual objectives of the Pesach Seder cannot be achieved without this use of the imagination. 
Likewise, the vividly horrific descriptions of the tragic events depicted in Eicha and Aquinos are also designed to facilitate episodic memory, provided that we are willing to take that extra step. For instance, instead of merely reading Kina number 17 and reacting to the depiction of Jewish women being forced to cannibalize their own children, we should use our imagination and simulate what it might be like for us to live through a time of such starvation and desperation that we are forced to engage in the unthinkable. Will this exercise be traumatic? Yes, and that is precisely the point. The final chapter of Eicha begins with a plea. Remember, Hashem, what happened to us. Look and see our disgrace. We know that Hashem sees everything and never forgets anything. Thus, when we beseech him to remember and see, he expects us to do the same. And unless we do so on a visceral level, then we will not be moved to national teshuva. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneeweiss at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.